I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. It's my pleasure today to be joined by veteran NPR and PBS journalist Dave Iverson to talk about his new book, An Elderly Mother, An Aging Son, and Life's Final Journey. With his journalist eye, Dave details an intimate, unvarnished portrait of the challenges, choices, and life lessons that lie ahead for family caregivers, present and future. First of all, Dave, can you introduce us to your mom, Adelaide? She reminds me of somebody who I can fairly call, what I like to call my own mom, a pistol. Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, the, probably the most common phrase people used to use to describe my mom was that she was a force of nature. Um, and she was, she was indomitable. I mean, she was just always on the move, always a creature of action. She was very much a person who wanted to get things done. Um, she was very bright. She was very, had a lively mind. Um, she graduated from high school when she was 16, college at age 20 became a career person, you know, and in that time, that was not always the norm. Uh, she used to like to say that when she got, she got married at the age of, of, um, of 30, um, and 31 actually, and uh, she said, she used to like to say, and I didn't even know how to fry an egg. I mean, she was, she was not your prototypical homemaker. Um, uh, and she was, um, she was a real powerhouse. And my dad was a very successful man, but, but she was someone who was every bit as successful, not a career person in the sense that we use it today, but a vibrant, vital part of the community, an active volunteer, um, tutored women at the county jail, registered voters, um, was active in so many ways, you know, um, uh, and a loving spouse and a, and a mother of three. And she had great staying power. My dad, she was, and she was my introduction to caregiving, by the way. She took care of my dad um, who had uh, Parkinson's disease and who had a rough time toward the end of his life, did well for a long time, but she was there. And she really showed me what true caring can be. Um, and that stuck with me. And, it, and it, it was part of why when it was her turn to need some help that I wanted to try to, to step forward. And you mentioned your dad had Parkinson's. You as well have Parkinson's. Yet at the same time, you moved in with your mom to care for her. How did the fact of you having Parkinson's affect your um, thought process on moving in with your mom? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, Parkinson's, as you may know, Gary, is an intensely varied condition. It's very idiosyncratic. And I happen to be one of the lucky ones. Um, I have a very slow progressing form of the disease. Apparently the medications work really well for me. And so I've been able to, um, I, even at, at the time I was diagnosed, I was feeling pretty, you know, good. There was some naivete uh, to that, but I also think in an odd way, I wanted to do it in part because I think anytime you have a, a, a chronic condition, debilitating condition of some sort, you still wanna feel like you're capable. You still wanna feel like you can do things. And I think 
deciding to move into my mom in an, in an odd way. It sounds like, what were you thinking? You've been diagnosed with Parkinson's and now you're doing this. But in an odd way, I think it was partly because I really wanted to do it and I felt like I could and I wanted to feel like I could make that kind of, of contribution. And I was enormously fortunate, as we may have a chance to discuss, uh, to be joined by remarkable women caregivers who were there during the day so that I could continue to work. It wasn't like I was giving everything up uh, to do this. So I had a lot of built-in advantages. And uh, as you can see, one of our covers for today's Caregiver Magazine, uh, Michael Fox is uh, wrote one of the blurbs on your book. Well, I got to know Michael a little bit when I was making a film for the PBS Parkinson's, uh, for the PBS Frontline series about Parkinson's. It was a film called My, my Father, My Brother and Me. And it began with sort of the, my own family story, but used that as a way to explore the research into Parkinson's and where we were and trying to find a cure. And so I met Michael through that process, later became involved with the Fox Foundation in, in a lot of varied ways. Um, and uh, um, served on their, their uh, patient council for 10 years. Um, and I just have enormous regard, not only for him, but for the entire foundation. Um, I just think they're fantastic. I was really grateful that, that Michael um, wrote that, 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 that um, statement about the book. It means, means a lot to me at a lot of different levels. Well, it, it show, your gratitude shows in the fact that you're donating proceeds from the book to the foundation. I am lucky to be able to do that. Um, I'm at a point in my life where that makes sense. Um, and so I wanted it to benefit uh, the Michael J. Fox Foundation, as well as another wonderful organization that supports people living with Parkinson's called Dance for PD, Dance for Parkinson's, which is a an astonishing organization led by David Leventhal out of the Mark Morris Dance Group uh, that provides uh, dance uh, instruction for people and their caregivers living with Parkinson's all over the world in, in well over 300 cities all around the globe. And also, uh, and then it, the royalties will also go to support a, a local caregiving um, and aging uh, nonprofit here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Let's talk about um, your expectations when you moved in uh, <laughs> to care for your mom. Uh, what, uh, how those were blown out of the water within the Possibly, I'm making assumptions within the first few weeks, and also no. that wonderful team that you uh, uh, pulled together and helped you. How did how did that all work out? Yeah, you know, I, I think back on that time a lot. I was 59 at the time, um, so late in my career, but but still very active. Broadcast journalist, working in documentary film, hosting a local radio show for the NPR affiliate in San Francisco. Um, and uh, but my mom and I had always been really close, and we got along really well. We had a we had a very special relationship, and I had there was a certain amount of naivete about my my choice, thinking, well, I you know she needs help, I'm available, my life is full but flexible. Um, I was single at the time. My daughter was grown, married, living on the East Coast. Um, yeah, I, I can do this, and and it was really almost that simple, and. In some ways, I've, I've come to think that that was lucky, actually, that I was that naive or that much in denial, <laughs> because sometimes that means you do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. If you knew um, better. Yeah. And, and, and I'm grateful. I mean, it, 
it was in so many ways, one of the hardest things I've ever done, but also in the end, one of the most rewarding. Um, it changed me, it humbled me, um, it brought me up short, it revealed my weaknesses in stunning <laughs> clarity. Um, it, it, and it shared was, your strengths too. That's the other yeah, part. Yes, I think that's also true. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, just little things. I never knew I'd get so tired. I never knew I'd get so exhausted. I mean, we all know sleep matters, but there's nothing like caring for someone, big caregiver, to make you realize how crucial sleep is and how badly you can do if you don't sleep well. And, and I could get cranky. I could get irritable. I, I yelled at my mom, Gary, more than I'd like to admit. It was kind of horrifying and revealing to me. Um, and, it, and it changed me accordingly and, and also changed me because I had the great good fortune of being accompanied by such incredible women um, whose gifts and skills uh, were extraordinary and who, again, do work that I don't think we do a very good job in this country of recognizing. Tell me about managing this care team. We always say caregivers are the CEO of Caring for a Loved One, Inc., but you had a built-in team. How? What were your thoughts? What were your expectations? And how did it work out that you were able to have this amazing team around you? And what did you learn from it? The kind of rule of thumb that I developed was that um, to really pay attention when I was interviewing someone, to really see how that person interacted with my mom, because that really matters whether or not there's a connection. And also to just trust my feeling about that, that, that if this was a person who when if I could imagine this person showing up at my mom's front door and ringing the bell and my opening the door, would I feel really glad to see her? Or would I feel anxious and worried? And if it was the former, that was probably a pretty good indicator because I learned quickly that my, not only my mom's day depended on this person, but mine did too. <laughs> and, and, and whether or not that was gonna work was, was really crucial. Trust your instincts. Yeah, I think the other thing that I learned was that my relationship to them mattered. It wasn't just, their relationship to my mom. It was our relationship. We spent a lot of time together. You know, we talked together sometimes late at night. We'd, I'd make dinner and we'd eat or, you know, we got to know each other's stories. We got to know each other's life journey. Um, and I had so much respect for them. Um, and they knew that, you know, they, they knew that I respected them. Dave, walk me through the book. Uh, you know, uh, let's open the first page and walk me through to the end and tell me what you want a caregiver to feel, learn, get um, by the end of reading it. Well, you know, it, it, the, it, it begins with my decision to, uh, to make the choice that I did, which I sometimes refer to as the 10 second decision. <laughs> um, to, to move in with my mom and and why that was true and what I and how I was quickly sobered by by what that involved that I I came to realize that no matter how common caregiving is 
that we somehow manage not to think about this eventuality very much. You know, I, I talk about how, you know, we all think a lot about becoming a parent. You know, we, we, we are excited about it. We read up on it. We browse websites about it. Well, not in my day, but, but you know, in men for most. Um, and we anticipate it with great joy and expectation. Um, and yet we somehow man not, we manage not to prepare to become caregivers. We, we just, we, we move on to thinking about, you know, almost anything else other than that reality. And so we enter into this, you know, with so little knowledge. And I think that, you know, I write in the book that, you know, it's true that few of us are prepared, fully prepared to become parents, but I don't think there are many people at all who are prepared to care for a, a parent. Um, and so we, we enter into this journey like uncharted waters. We don't really know where we're going. We don't know how long this journey is gonna last. We don't have a very good map, even though there ought to be maps available. And we, and, and we don't, we're, we're surprised constantly. We think we know what we're doing. We've got a good plan and then it all falls apart and then it comes back together and then it falls apart again. There's just so much uncertainty and coming to accept that is one of the things you have to learn. So I write about that. I write about my mom's story and my dad's story about who they were and how I came to understand them um, better really only late in, 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 later in, in, in life um, and, 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 and their relationship and what I learned from that and what I took from them and why it, it inspired me in part to become a caregiver. I try to write about all the challenges. I try, I try, um, I, I hope that the book is honest and, and, and unvarnished, you know, that you get angry, you know, that you, you fail, um, that you say things you wish you hadn't. Um, and I write about that one of the perhaps silver linings of caregiving is that if you want to, you know, if, if, if there are aspects of your character that you'd like to improve, I don't think there are many better opportunities for that than becoming, becoming a caregiver. And, um, and, and therein is the opportunity to, for, for a lot. It, I write about the way it deepened my relationship with my mom and, and caregivers. I write about how it also changed in some ways how I, I dealt with my own uh, Parkinson's and, and um, those, those lessons. Um, I write about all the things we're not prepared to think about, you know, that we, we may think we've done all the right things, we've filled out an advanced directive and, and we've made those choices, but especially late in life, it's not as simple as just saying, okay, well, of course, I don't want any extraordinary means to keep me alive. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to have be put on a respirator. It's not that easy. You know, there may come a time when you have to decide, well, do I really want to to uh, treat this UTI with antibiotics or not. Um, there are a lot of complexities to that, that you really, I think it's important to begin to think through. Um, and there's a- It is like, it's interesting that you brought up uh, being a parent because it is one of life's journeys that we don't um, pay attention to till we fall into the abyss. You know, you're gonna have a baby, you're, you now you've walked into that, you know, you're on that roller coaster, you know, your kids go off to college, you're on that roller coaster, and now you fall off in an abyss because nobody helps us. I mean, we hope we do, but walk people through the 
the process of being a, a caregiver and not, and not to infantilize the situation, but it is relatively similar to the process of having a new child. Everything in your life changes. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. I think what's different is that we're not very well prepared to do that for another adult. And for, uh, you know, whether that's a spouse um, or, or a parent. Um, and this is, you know, this is real, this is a, a pretty nitty gritty reference point I'm going to give. Um, but if you've changed the diapers of a baby and you've changed the diapers of your mom, it's a pretty different experience, you know? And I think that we, we you know, it's part of life. It's, it, is, it is a nitty gritty part of life. And there's actually something quite profound about that and about that very physicality. And we shouldn't shrink from it. 